Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. Good morning, I'm Karen. Thank you for joining us today. We're going to start off with show notes. Um, we have our Evening with Medium events coming up on December 13th, which is absolutely sold out. So thank you again to everyone who bought tickets. Um, we will be launching our 2020 dates very soon, so stay tuned for those. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. Those are five mini shows that last 10 to 15 minutes. We pick a theme. It's to help you grow your emotional and your spiritual intelligence. We provide you with the first one for free on bysarlo.com. And the other four remaining shows are available at patreon.com slash bysarlo. Good. And then last but not least, if you're looking for personal sessions or gift certificates, we can do those from anywhere in the world via Skype, FaceTime, or telephone. Um, or if you're lucky enough, you can come here in person, and that's great too. Uh, but you can submit a form through the website by sarlo.com or call us directly for gift certificates or sessions. So if you're joining us this morning because you're listening to us um, and it's purely audio, welcome. And if you're at patreon.com and you're watching us on video, Happy to have you. Yes, thank you. Okay, so what are we talking about today? Well, I, I wrote some stories down. It was three clients all in a row, three different people, three different ages, but a very similar theme that happened all in one morning. And it flies at the very same time, or pardon me, it occurs at the very same time that you and I have had a lot of conversations around a topic so I put it all together and thought this would be a, a good moment for this. And I also truly believe that if you're listening to this and it's happening to you in your life, you're going to want to stay tuned. And if it's not happening in your life, it certainly is going on in the world around you, and that could get you engaged. Okay. I'm intrigued. Well, okay. <laughs> Should I not be? Well, I, I'm going to say not. Oh, okay. In somewhat, because it, it is a bit fatiguing to listen to it, I think, but I hope that people are going to gain some knowledge about it as we go through it. Okay. So the very first person that came in one particular morning, because there's three one-hour bookings in a row, the first person is a woman in her 30s, and I'm going to say she's in the trades, mm -hmm. and, and I'm going to leave that wide open. Because I think if people listen to a woman in the trades, they might think it's carpentry, it's... But I think of things like estheticians, hairdressers, like I think trades is wide open. Mm -hmm. Cooks, I think there are so many people that it would be classified in trades. Is that correct? Or do you think that'd be fairly accurate to I, say? I think that's fair. Okay. So um, when she came in, Kelly, she asked about a guy. Just about a, a partner, which, you know, people are hearing that's a common thing. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's one of our main concerns, right? Our life is about connection. We're social yeah. beings. Yeah. So she came in and she asked about a guy. She just said his name and said, what, whatever you get about this would be great. And so her grandmother came in and it turned into medium slash relationship slash future slash behaviors, patterns. Like it just, it everything got clustered together in her session which I think is perfect. Mm -hmm. So her grandmother came in and said, well, you know, I'm Grandma B. And, and they went by the initial for their last name. So I guess the last name starts with a B. And she got excited. And I said, um, I don't know that you really want to get all that excited about Grandma B this morning. <laughs> she goes, what? 
She says, I am. I love her. And I said, well, I said, she's here to say that you bully. And she goes, and she gives me this really angry, like I saw in a split second, her personality totally do a 100% change. Mm -hmm. And I got to see the client who came in like, oh, if I'm all nice and people-pleasing, I'll get nice messages. And her grandma came in and went, yeah, this isn't going to be nice. You're a bully. And I instantly saw her ugly. I saw her her true behavior that she hides under all the niceness of the people-pleasing and the nice talk and... I'm not going to do the voice because I've done it before and it's damn annoying. But the way that she behaves for clients or the way she behaves for a boss or certain coworkers or I'll say the boyfriend at the beginning of the relationship. Mm -hmm. But boy, is he going to see her ugly later. And certain friends only see her good side, but there are certain friends who see the side I saw in a split second where her face just r- totally changed and you could see the rage and the anger, I'll say, went from zero to 10 in a split second. Mm-hmm. That's how fast she could escalate mm-hmm. to get into bully mode, into fight mode, into you're going down and not me. Like it was, it was remarkable. When just when Grandma B says you're a bully, and the fact that somebody called her out, but the bigger issue was was that a person who she thought that she had fooled, fooled, yeah, knew the truth, and that's what put her at a ten out of ten mm-hmm. because she didn't get her way. She didn't get what she wanted. And so Grandma B says to me, well, this this is my granddaughter's personality, and I saw it all along. I just always stayed on her good side because I was grandma. And I realize now that I've crossed over that that was not a good thing that I did because she thinks that she got away with this. And so she feels that from that, she feels that she will always get away with these things. And if she doesn't, not my problem. And, and I thought, not my problem. And she goes, yeah, that's exactly what she thinks. Not my problem. Not my problem if I totally ruin this man's life. Not my problem if he never wants to be in love with a woman ever again after I'm done with him. Not my problem if, if my friends walk away and I've destroyed them. Not my problem if my clients are happy or if tomorrow they're not happy and it's not my problem, including if I absolutely ruin this woman's business that I'm working for. Not my problem. Because if I crash her business, I'll just go get a job someplace else. Mm-hmm. I have my skill set. I can do what I want. So this was something that she really had, like a lot of self-talk about was the not my problem line was her line. And so it was a line that Grandma B never heard and a line that she knew she could only use with certain people. When it escalated to a certain point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so she sat there in the session and I 
I said this phrase over and over again, not my problem. And every time I would say it, you could see her squirm. You could see her sit there like she, oh my God, Kelly, if anybody ever wanted to punch me in the face, it was her. And I remember at one point looking at her and saying, like, you're sitting here in complete anger like you want to punch me in the face, so I'm going to reach for my security necklace. And I put it on. I put my my chain on. Mm -hmm. And I thought, yes, what a reminder that women are violent too. Mm -hmm. And that it is not just, oh, if I have male clients, I should wear this. But I should wear my security necklace all of the time. And she was a reminder how violent women are. I think that's worthy of hearing. Because not all of us think that way. I think we forget women are violent in their relationships and abuse men physically. Mm-hmm. And abuse other coworkers, abuse their boss, abuse in ways that are verbal, abuse in ways that are as, as destructive in behavior and words as physical violence can be. Because she has destroyed in her lifetime other people's careers other like of her coworkers and this is what grandma b came through to say she said sweetheart you are not a nice girl you have destroyed other people's finances and and never gave a thought of to it not my problem be as long as yours are okay but as soon as yours aren't okay you run off and cry to mom and dad and everybody else has to bail you out and because she has these people that do the bailing out which now has become men by the way She no longer runs to mom and dad for a bailout. She runs to men to bail her out. So it's going to be a boyfriend. And if it's not a current boyfriend, she's going to hook one in pretty soon. So that if she's going to get fired or she's going to quit a job, she's got to have a a guy there to pay the bills till she finds something else and then she can ditch him. Hmm. So there's a lot at stake here. And so I said to, to Grandma B, what's up? Like, so, like, what the hell are you here for? Like, why am I saying these things to her? What's going on today? And she says, well, she has a shit ton of anxiety. She has depression. She has mental illness. She has mental health issues. And she goes to therapy at times, and then she quits when the therapist tries to deal with the not-my-problem statement or in any way tries to hold her accountable. And I thought, well... So she I'm, won't be seeing you again. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, then like, why am I bringing it up? I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not qualified. I'm not a therapist. I don't, I don't have the skills for this. And she says, because of me. And I'm like, oh. She goes, because she's actually going to listen to it because you're going to tell her the other affirmations that it's Grandma B. Mm-hmm. And this is going to hit her right between the eyes today. In a way that is so very different from what a therapist can do because they're very equipped to deal with her. Mm -hmm. There are therapists that totally can break down the process and help her move through it. She won't stick with one long enough to do any of it. But Grandma B's going to come through, and she did in that session. Now, you know, somebody listening to this might go, oh, good, tell us how. Well, I don't really have an answer for that. This this might be one of those things that has to have a a B show or... (laughs) stay tuned show, all I can say at this point is that she listened. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and that she didn't hit me. <laughs> when? And that she stayed for the entire hour and didn't storm out, which is what she typically does. Mm-hmm. If she doesn't get her way, she threatens to leave. If she doesn't get her way, she threatens to destroy the business, to destroy the friend. She'll, she'll even flat out threaten. I'll call the police. I'll say, you punched me. Like, she's... Crazy. She is, she's batshit. She's what people refer to as batshit. And I'm certain there will be therapists listening to this wincing. You think? Oh, or yeah. Do you think they'll be like, oh, it must be nice to not have a governing body. Well, that's true, to too. To just be able to say it oh, is batshit. Maybe I'll say it again. She's batshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it is true that that the spirit guides can say that. Yeah. And so I said to her, Sweetheart, your grandmother says you're batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. And and in that term, you know what that means because you refer to other women in that way who aren't at all, mm-hmm. who actually are more mature than you, who actually have emotional intelligence, who actually have tools to, to problem solve, and you want to refer to them as batshit so people won't like them and will believe in your lies. And and I think this is such a good podcast, Kelly, because this is exactly what's going on in the United States government. It's what's going on globally with the Trump administration. It's it's huge. And so then if you bring it down into the average person's life, where when they're watching people like Trump do this, and you've got a Trump, a Trump tard in your life, that... You can feel like you're going crazy. Did you just call someone a trump tard? I did. Is that a term? I I'm going to say yes because you made it up. No, but I don't. I've heard that. Is it like a putting two words together like trump and retard? I don't know. I, I haven't actually. You know what? Maybe I should like say, it, but I don't yeah, know if it's being used properly. Me neither. So maybe I should be careful because I actually don't know how that's being used. Okay. So let me let me say a Trump. A Trump character. A Trump character, meaning that somebody who's gaslighting, and this is exactly what came out in her session for her, was Grandma B said to me, please explain gaslighting to her. Mm-hmm. And so I asked her for permission, and she said yes, and I told her what it was. And she goes... Yeah. And I said, now that you can admit that you are gaslighting tons of people, everybody in your life, and I mean everybody, including complete strangers and her clients into thinking that she's a nice person when she's not, um, now maybe you can understand why you have anxiety every day. Because... There is no authenticity, there is no integrity, there's no foundation of you even knowing who you are other than that you are a bully, other than that you are a person who gaslights and who lies to people and manipulates. Can you understand that if you're constantly doing this to others that you'd have your own level of anxiety? And much to my surprise, she sat there and went, yeah. And I said, and can you understand then that from years and years of this anxiety in your life that you now have a depression? And she goes, yeah, that makes sense. And I said, so 
it can make sense when you're thinking clearly, when there's no one around you that you're trying to manipulate, when you can just be still here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said, so when a therapist tries to approach you about that and help you, you actually gaslight the therapist. You do this, and they know you're doing it. They're not stupid. But as soon as you can't get away with it, that's when you dump them. Just like you do the guys and the coworkers, like where you have to drive people out. If you can't do the quitting, you'll drive the other staff out. And she goes, yeah. So we had a very... We had a very beginning point, all because of the expression, not my problem. And I was really grateful to Grandma B for the expression because it was useful in giving her the examples and being able to identify it so she could connect what I was saying to her actual behavior Mm -hmm. without having to ask her any questions or ask her about her behavior. Her grandmother could just outline it. So that was the first hour. Then the second hour was a young man that came in. He was in his 20s. And he came in to ask a career question. And I was just shocked at the beginning of the session because it was not medium at all. It had to do with his guides coming in and saying, well, um, he can't hold down a job. I said, okay, I'll ask him if that's true to get a validation. And he goes, yeah. And I said, well, they're saying that you can get an education, that you did do that. I did. He says, I'm actually very educated. Okay, cool. So he's highly educated. He has a good IQ. Very good. And I said, so what's going on? And he goes, well, just just ask the spirit world what I need to know. He says, I'm here because I was told not to say much. Sit down and say my career and see what you tell me. And I said, well, I said, it, it appears that I wanted to tell him that he was much like the client that came in right before him, but I couldn't. But I said, you seem to have an attitude of not my problem or that you just, you don't care. And so, if you're, if you're studying and you need to do something for an exam, that's okay. That's where you have great success because there's no interaction with a human. Yeah. And so I said, so intellectually, you can really thrive because you don't actually have to be you. You can shut your personality down just to actually learn material, regurgitate it. And that makes you happy because you can get A pluses at just about freaking anything. Like he's he's a bright man. And I said, so you do very well in university? And he goes, yes, I succeeded everything. And I said, but now that you have finished your education and you actually have to live life, you don't have any tools to. And he goes, keep going. <laughs> and I said... You don't have any tools in relationships. You're, you absolutely abuse your girlfriend, your partner. And he goes, I don't know. What do you mean? And I said, well, I'll name the 15 forms of abuse for you. So I did. And he goes, you'll have to explain some of them to me. So I did. Mm-hmm. And he goes, that would be very true. Of all the ones that you've named, I can say that I've done all of those to her. And he goes, I, I, 
I don't understand. And I said, well, and much like the first client, I said, because you verbally abuse your partner constantly, daily, they live together. I said, you've developed anxiety. And he goes, yeah, I didn't have it in my teen years. I've I've developed anxiety as an adult. And I said, and you do quite well at school. You do very well at performing. You can do presentations. You can, you can do fantastic in an interview and get a job. He goes, yes. And I said, but you can't keep any, you can't keep the job and you can't keep a girlfriend. And he goes, exactly. That's why I'm here. And I said, well, you don't have any emotional intelligence and you don't have any, any, any integrity to stay in anything. That's why you like school. Because you literally don't have to show what your intention is in something. You don't have to stay committed. You don't have to follow through. The schoolwork is easy to follow through. You're being graded. But in a personal relationship, if you feel you're being graded, that's when you will viciously attack them. And he goes, yeah. And I said, well, you have this belief of none of it's your problem. You, you... There's no, there's no responsibility or self-awareness about that you're the one destroying the relationship with her. And he goes, so are you telling me that I'm the one that's responsible for the relationship not working? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm just going to call this show gross. I, call, I called it not my problem. I'm calling it what it is. <laughs> Slash gross. Because <laughs> it's both. Because when we go through life thinking that, well, if she's upset, that's not my problem. That's her problem. I'm just going to walk away. He goes, I, th- I thought that that was like letting her own her stuff. And I said, Oh my. If you punch someone in the face, you don't think, oh, I'll let them own their bruise or their concussion. And I said, it sounds to me like you're mixing up cliches with actually trying to live your life. So he's just taking these cliches when they're convenient. But they don't, they don't actually have integrity in them or apply. Mm-hmm. So, Which is why I'm calling it gross. Yeah. And he goes, can you give me a couple examples of that? And I, so I did. I'm not going to go into more detail because I've got the third story. But I gave him examples of where he would do something to his girlfriend and then say, oh, just let it go. But he had just abused her and then told her to let it go. And I said, so you literally abuse a person and tell them to let go the abuse you gave them. Do you even get how, how fucked up that is? And he goes, I do now. (laughs) And I went, really? And he goes, I am totally getting it sitting here with you. Good. He says, and I am super disgusted. Good. And I said, I am super happy that you are that disgusted with your own behavior. Mm -hmm. And I said, because that person, the best thing you can do for that woman is to leave her, to walk out, to financially support her if she needs it, be responsible. Mm-hmm. Finally, do something healthy. 
and let her get healthy. If you've even got enough money with your job, pay for her therapy because you're the one that fucked her up. And he went, pay for her therapy. You're telling me to pay for someone else's therapy? I said, look, dude, if you make enough money to pay for your own and you're not using it for yourself, give it to her. And he, he literally had a smile on his face looking at me. And I got to tell you, Kelly, made me super happy I'm 58. Yeah. Because it was, it was really like he could listen to me because I am an older woman. Mm-hmm. Because there was nothing other than I'm older and he might listen to me because I'm older. And maybe because someone told him to come see me. It's funny. It's one of the questions I get most often about like, what's the hardest part of your career? And I, I, the first thing I will always say is age. Oh, totally. Because people don't understand the concept of channeling something Yeah, that you don't have to live an experience to be able to give the information. A hundred percent. I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I really do understand that people don't understand deeply what we do. Yeah, and you've talked about it before, that when you're talking about separations or divorces, people can get angry because they just think you're angry in your divorce mm-hmm. instead of understanding, again, what channeling is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's tons of judgment because some days I'm glad I'm 58 and, and I, I could be seen as somebody wise because I'm older mm-hmm. and other days I'm looked upon that I'm 58 and I'm out of touch with young people. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I think... And yeah, it, people just use what's convenient for them. Yes, I was going to... If they gonna, want to believe that you're smarter because you're older, then they believe it. And then if they don't like what you're saying, then you're out of touch and your age is working against you. Totally. Mm-hmm. Just as if I've got blonde hair and you have black. Yep. Right? It's like yep. there's tons of things. So anyway, I really wanted to wrap that one up now because he he chose to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, the first lady chose to listen, I'll say, to a lesser degree. I think, mm-hmm. but but maybe we'll see. Maybe we won't. Um, but the the second gentleman was, I'll say, a little bit more engaged in being able to listen, identify, and actually go, geez. And then he'd move to the next question in an order, <laughs> and say, well, so am I going to have another partner? And I would say, well, no. The spirit guides would like you to be on your own for a while so that you can actually get healthy. Or you're going, you may attract a nice person, but you're totally going to ruin them because of your behavior. You are all about destroying your own relationships. You're the saboteur. And he went, well, that makes sense. Stay off the market. Yeah. And he goes, so I get what you're saying. Pull yourself from the game. <laughs> Totally. And he goes, so I broke up with my girlfriend recently. So that tells me I'm not going back. And there's another person I'm interested in and that tells me I can't go forward. So you're saying I can't be with either one. And I said, that's right. And I said, and your brain may want to drive you to a woman, either one of them or both of them. He goes, oh, I've done the both of them. And I went... Again. Yes, gross. And I said, well, I said, now you're solidly being told um, that you are destroying both of them. Mm-hmm. So if you want to keep adding therapy bills on and you want to pay for both women's now, you go for it. Because that's this is what you should be doing. You should be being charged for the, those women's therapy sessions to to understand and heal from what you are doing. Imagine if we could all submit bills to the people who fuck us up. My point. 
So I want to say something. I want people to hear this. Oh, the military would be fucked. We had, oh, Kelly, that's too funny. You have no idea how accurate that was right there. (laughs) Because I know when I did not bring that up, I written it down. Or no, I didn't write it down. Okay. (laughs) So we had that conversation and he ha- we had a laugh about it but he said i understand that we can laugh when something yep. is spot on he says i understand the humor when you've hit something spot on but that you're trying to make a point that if i'm going to ruin the second girl's life then i should pay for therapy for both if i'm going to go to a third and not then i should pay for the third until i get better he says so you're saying i got to i got to get better or if I got charged for every woman's therapy, I'd finally learn my lesson. Which way am I going to learn it? And I'm like, yes. And that's what the first woman needed to hear. So then we go to the third client in a row. And this is a, a woman that comes in. Did you have chocolate? Why? You deserve it. Oh, <laughs> This was three straight hours? Yeah. This was Gross. this was three straight hours, a nine, a ten, and an eleven o'clock appointment, and yeah, I felt like I was in a time warp. Mm-hmm. The, the third one the clock just starts ticking backwards. <laughs> <laughs> the third one was a woman in her forties, and when she sat down and I asked her what she wanted in her session, she said, "Whatever you get about my mom." And her spirit guide said, well, this isn't medium. Her mom's alive. And I went, oh, okay. I said, well, she's in her 90s. All right. So I asked her if that was correct. And she said, yep. And I said to the guides, what does she want to know about her mom? She says, she just wants a few things affirmed. I said, like what? She wants to know if she's made the right decision in not having a relationship with her mother. She says, Hi. She does talk to her, but there's not there's no relationship. There's nothing of substance or quality. It's politeness. And I said, okay, um, is that what she needs? Like, that's it? I'm supposed to affirm that that's what it is? Yeah. And I said, well, what else? Like, what's going on? What does she need soulfully, spiritually, or... For her healing, for her heart. Mm. And her guide said, well, in keeping with your mourning, she has a mom who, who has always believed nothing is her problem. And that the purpose of her four children and her husband were to deal with everything. So she literally just let it all go. <laughs> I'm making fun of people who use that expression. But she just, she literally didn't let anything be her problem. She had no responsibility. So the husband fixed things. He taught the kids to fix things. Um, he people-pleased his wife. He raised the kids to people-please her. And this daughter thought, screw that. She had a relationship with her dad, and she adored him until she caught on in her 30s as to the, really what he was doing, and that he contributed as much to her painful life as her mother did. Yeah, I think you can adore the, that parent because they look like doers. And, and when you're younger, you can see 
all the things you can learn from them, all the things they know how to do, all the knowledge that they have and mm-hmm. you know, the, the inner workings of things. And that mm-hmm. is admirable to have all of that, that knowledge. But mm-hmm. when you understand why they do what they do, mm-hmm. that's when you can be absolutely disgusted by their behavior. And she went through a period of being disgusted by her dad's behavior. And then she went through a period of understanding that he didn't have any skills to cope with it Mm -hmm. because he did his changing as he went through life. Mm -hmm. So he figured out in his second marriage, you don't do that. He figured that out in the second marriage. And she got to see that with her dad, with her stepmom. So she watched the change and growth. So she, she was angry with him and came through that spoke to him about it. He apologized. They had a lot of growth through that. Well, you can because he ended up getting it. Mm-hmm. He ended up doing his actual work instead of just keeping busy. But the mom never stopped the, it's not my problem. So as soon as something came along, the winter tires have to be changed. That's not my problem. So it would just be, well, then one of the kids will bring my car in and get it done. I have to, it's time to winterize the house. Not my problem. The kids will come over and rake the leaves. They will, they will go do this. They will do, they will do. It was always the things that other people would do Mm -hmm. to follow through and care for her. And that was her idea of being a mom. Super fun, because this show is off the heels of Sips of Sanity on Grow the Fuck Up. Yeah, (laughs) True. So this mom comes through to her daughter to say, Every, everything that I do in my life is based on the belief that nothing is my problem and that it is, there's four kids in the family and that, and grandchildren, partners or, or in-laws for her. So it is always someone else's problem, whatever comes her way. So, and, and, and so much so that it isn't even that when the tires need to be done that I would call and ask. I'm not asking. You guys have to do it. You know the seasons. I you can guys- vividly remember you sitting across from me one day doing a show when you were like, this woman thought just because she pushed pushed children out of her vagina that she was entitled to everything. I'm like, this is one of those women. Yeah. And she just felt that nothing was her problem. And as a result... She gets to the age of 90 still behaving this way because there is no one no one challenging her. Her mm-hmm. husband didn't challenge her. He laughed. Mm-hmm. He just said, I, I can't stick around to go through all of that. There's going to be way too much work to try to change it. Mm-hmm. So he just throws his hands up and says, oh my God, I've been enabling her for decades. I'm not sticking around to do this till I die. I'm out of here. And he leaves. Now, he does leave to learn his lessons, good on him, but the children are literally there for the rest of their lives. And so, out of the four children, she is the only one that says, well, dad left, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. What's to say that a kid can't leave just because a, a partner can leave? So can a kid. So she decides, no, my husband and I and my kids, we're leaving. We are not going to, at every season and everything that she thinks she's trained us to do, that we are supposed to just drive over, call, go over. Be obedient. Be obedient and just do things on a clock without even being asked, without 
being told. And I say that because the other three children are asked and told. Mm-hmm. And then eventually not asked and told and expected to do everything. So you get trained first and then the training drops away and you're just supposed to know. Kind of like that elephant, that story where the elephant gets chained in the yard and then you take the chain off and the elephant still won't leave the yard. That kind of training. Mm-hmm. And it, it comes to us in that session where her mom's belief is, these things aren't my problem. And if I just say that or believe that, they won't be. And I'll make that true. I'll make that reality. And if everybody buys into it, because they all have to buy into it, right? Mm-hmm. If they buy into it, I can succeed in making my belief system my reality. And I, I got to thinking about that, Kelly, because there are people, some, I'm not I certainly wouldn't want to throw everybody under the bus, in spiritual groups that think, if you just think hard enough, if you just visualize enough, that you can make any your reality what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And without realizing that that can include unhealthiness and negative things, mm-hmm. control and abuse of things. And I don't know, I don't, I'm not saying when people write those books that that's what they mean by that, but it certainly is. Well, I think when people write those books, they want money. Okay. They haven't actually cross-referenced a universal law. Right, and I, and I think when they write those things too, it, it must be challenging in some regards because you can't really write it then and be positive if you are going to deal with these types of people that are going to take it and, and use it that way. So anyway, she was another, not my problem. And I just thought at the end of the morning, I thought, wow. Is that today? No. But it was just holy crumb moment for me mm-hmm. about all of these people in different ways, different ages. We had a 20, a 30, and a 90-year-old, and then the client who was in her 40s. Um, different people of different ages with, I'll say the same belief system, but not knowing that was the core of their belief. Mm-hmm. That when we come down to what our core belief is... Is it healthy or not? And the fact that because it's an unhealthy belief system, the responses by everybody around is unhealthy. And then some of these people have created their own mental health issues. I wanted to touch on that before because you did mention that the first woman who came in who Mm -hmm. was trying to listen and, and couldn't really on a certain level... I think some people could start looping in their head being like, wow, Karen and Kelly are talking about someone who's mentally ill... Like it's nothing, like just insensitively. And oh. it's important for people Mm-mm. to know that you can create your own mental illness mm. by having a bad belief system, by having a an unhealthy belief system. Mm-hmm. And it can stem or start with anxiety. Mm-hmm. It can lead into depression. And you can trigger bipolar. You can trigger certain things that happen and then continue to feed into them. So it's not that every single person who develops a mental illness got to that place um, involuntarily or got to that place because that's fundamentally how their biology is. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's absolutely one of the reasons why I wanted to do this. Yeah. Because in some, this is so difficult to fully explain an hour session 
for three people in one podcast show and try and keep it in that one hour. You can't put all the information in. Mm -hmm. But this first client has anxiety, depression, and bipolar. Mm -hmm. The second client has anxiety and depression, and he's, well, he's starting to not function well in all aspects of his life. And then you start to see split personality where they they can turn it off just just like that. They Mm -hmm. can be... They really did let everything go. They're moving on. They've got a totally new reality after they've just shit dumped on someone else and wreaked havoc and been in like this totally mean space. Mm-hmm. They can be like affectionate the next moment. And why can't you be as as forgiving and as happy with me? Mm-hmm. It's it's messed up. Oh yes. And this and, sorry. This third one, the 90-year-old, she she's in her first stages of dementia. So now you have all of these bad behaviors and terrible belief systems compounded by the aging process. And if I really do lose my memory and my ability to care for myself, literally nothing is my problem anymore because I don't have an actual ability to deal with it. You're all stuck dealing with me. Yeah. The healthcare is stuck dealing with me. Yeah. I, I just think all of these three stories all in one day somehow have common ground between them. Mm -hmm. People can take out different messages here and focus on Mm -hmm. different statements or different stories and go, holy crap, that's me. I'm I'm not, you know, maybe I'm not the 20-year-old guy, but that's my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would like to note too that we sat down today and you went, we should really tape a happy show today. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, cool. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> but as much as it's not a happy it's show. It's a great show. Yeah. yeah. And and like you said, I think it, it's a good show because sometimes some of the ones that are so hard or so heavy to hear are the ones that wake us up. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that when we're listening to it, it's like, mm. we, do, we have that jarring, ugly moment. No, much like your first client. Yeah. Where it's, oh my God, that's my boss. And and it's like, oh my God, if that's my boss, that means I have to get out of this job. Because if that's the boss that owns the company or that manages the government or the ministry that I'm working for or the organization or the union or whatever it is, sometimes you're the one that has to do the moving. And you're the one that might have to do the moving to another town, another province, another state for your own health for the rest of your life. Or you're going to sit in that like the last client whose mom is 90, Mm -hmm. who finally leaves this family and says, oh my God, I'm in my late 40s. I can't do this for 50 more years. Mm -hmm. And and, And my mom might die before then, as she's going to. But now she's got the dysfunction of three brothers and sisters. Yeah. And so it doesn't end just when mom dies. This doesn't get better or easier when mom dies. You now have three siblings and their parents and your nieces and nephews that are all stuck in that belief system and how to feed something like that. Mm-hmm. So, so these situations don't end until each person chooses to do the work to end it. To be where, responsible. And that's one of the points. It doesn't matter if you identify with any of the three clients or the other people in their lives or in these stories. If you identify, then you better head over to Sips of Sanity to get your toolkit mm-hmm. or wherever 
somewhere to get it. Or again, take yourself off the market. (laughs) And and, And like the second person here, take yourself off the market to get healthy. Yeah. And the third person, leave the family to get healthy. Mm-hmm. Leave the job. Do whatever it is that you need to do. That that's it. That's today's and that's the uplifting part. <laughs> I hope. Cool. I do. I hope people hear it with that intention. Mm-hmm. That this was maybe a show to wake people up. Because it could be your girlfriend that's doing this and you know she's trashing her work environment, but you still think it's okay to have coffee with her or drink. Well, she's going to hit you at some point. Mm -hmm. You'll be on her radar at some point. And that's what I'm trying to say to people. Be aware. That's it. Good. Thank you for preparing this. And thank you for your three hours of hard work. Mm -hmm. I want to say my pleasure. I know. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. And and my pleasure to, to hear these three people and as much as people might think, oh my God, I'll bet you she'd never want that first person to ever come back again. You do though. You want to see the progress. Yes. You want to see the light when they get it and they're, yes. they they say, this is what I'm doing to be healthier. Mm-hmm. And Kelly, you and I have had that in our practices. We've been in practice, both of us, long enough to have those clients come in where we may not see them for six years. Oh. And and they, they shun us in the community. They won't look at us. Oh, my God, we get such cold shoulders. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, you know, five or six years later, they book that appointment, come in and go. So I hated you for four years, and I'm back because I did my work. Yep. Yeah. And I listened to this, or I found this book, or I finally something finally caught for me, mm-hmm. or someone died, and we had our moment. I'm back. I, I need to know how to do the work. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that is quite beautiful about channeling and about you, what you and I do is that when they show up six years later, you and I are there. Mm-hmm. And and if they come in and say, I'm embarrassed because I was mean to you or I talked about you behind your back and I've heard you found out about it, that you and I are still there going, mm-hmm, but come on in, let's get the work done. Mm-hmm. And and that there's we don't ha- there's no need to feel that we shame them. We're sitting there going, okay, it's time to work. Let's get to work. And that you and I then know how to get that toolkit out and get them started. Cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. That was hard. Mm-hmm. That was really hard today, but I'm glad that you... Do you mean for you to listen to oh, it too? absolutely. Yeah. Just, you know I went through all of this. Mm-hmm. You know this is co- ex-co-workers and mm-hmm. it's awful. And when you say they destroy lives, they really do. Oh, I've been through this too. Oh, I know you have. <laughs> and I And I think it's one of the things that I can truly appreciate um, for each of these people that some, the first client has I've had these people do this to me. Mm-hmm. I've had I've been in some of these situations all in different positions. Mm-hmm. And so I I truly do listen and hope these people get better. Yep. Because I would rather be on this planet with them because they've gone through a process to get better mm-hmm. than just to avoid looking at them. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to look the other way when they're approaching me in a grocery store. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. I want them to be able to get better. Cool. Mm-hmm. Good. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at And again, if you're just listening, thank you for joining us. Um, if you are wanting to see our lovely faces and facial reactions, you can find us on patreon.com slash Have an excellent weekend. <laughs>